You are listening to All Clear, a firefighter helping on this podcast. I am Travis McGaha, your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Stevenson, the maestro of mental health. We are here to talk to you about all things uh, health and wellness as it deals with firefighters. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing good. How about you, Travis? I'm doing good so far. Trying to find my voice, figure out what we're doing here. So uh, are you excited about a new podcast? I am. This is something that I've talked about with a couple of other people and cool. haven't ever had the opportunity to do it before. So, yeah, I'm excited. Well, the, the big thing is it literally took us about, what, 30 minutes to figure out how to get logged in. So <laughs> uh, no promises as to the outcomes, but I hope this will be fun as we go along. Hoping we can laugh a little bit. Um, I guess... I'll talk about what I think the purpose of this podcast is to start with. And Eric, I know you've got your own thoughts on it, but you know, I think about when we talk about all clear on the fire grounds, all clear basically means uh, to me, it means, Hey, all the uh, most basic things are covered. We've got the people out of the building, you know, life safety is covered. And uh, you know, you may still have a fire, you may still have smoke damage, you know, you may still have things going on, but ultimately the most important things are covered. And I think this, uh, this podcast is going to represent, uh, you know, doing everything we can to take care of ourselves as firefighters and our families and to, to be complete in that. So what, what, what's your thought about that? You kind of feel the same way? Oh, I absolutely agree with you. You know, the, the wording of it, the way you related it to the fire ground is what we're looking for with this podcast, uh, that we convey information out to the, our listeners, people that will be joining us, um, on how to make sure that they're taking care of themselves, um, on the fire ground with the, especially with your association with the Cancer Alliance, uh, me with my, my nonprofit organization as well on the mental health side of things, making sure that everybody's going to be good to go. Okay. Well, I'll make a deal with you. I will not call you a mental health expert if you will not call me the cancer guy. And we should absolutely be, we, we <laughs> should be good. So, um, you know, I am with the North Carolina Firefighter Cancer Alliance. Uh, work very closely with peer support, different things like that. But you can't talk about cancer prevention without talking about being well, whether it be diet, sleep, uh, mental wellness. There's all kinds of things to look at. So. Um, we're going to try to cover a little bit of everything in this podcast, but I thought a good way for you to get to know us, I'm going to interview Eric and I think, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, Eric, why don't you tell me a little bit about, uh, the first responder peer support network, uh, where it came from, how you're involved, what, what motivated you to do that? First responders peer support network. Um, that is my baby. Um, this is something I came up with about two years ago. Uh, I was working with another peer support team out of Georgia, and we were trying to collaborate some efforts there on what to do. Um, and I decided that we would go out on our own. Uh, and here on the coast of North Carolina, um, realized that there was a need for something like this. Uh, even though there are other peer support teams in North Carolina, the resources really weren't here for our first responders towards the coast. And dealing with my past, my own mental health, um, mismanaging my own mental health, I had to find something bigger than myself 
to be able to to help me maintain and also still keep me associated with the fire department after my my retirement from the job. Uh, so I came up with the First Responders Peer Support Network. We're located in Carteret County, and we help every aspect of the first responder realm, uh, the fire department, EMS, law enforcement, telecommunications, uh, veterans, because here on the coast, where we are specifically, we are surrounded by the military. We have two very large military installations uh, within about anywhere from 10 to 15, 20 miles from us. And so we include the the military as well. Um, and this is this is just my way of making sure that I can still serve in a different capacity other than actually responding to to fires. No, I think that's uh, I think that's uh, very similar to my story, which we'll talk about at some point. But you know, I remember the first time I got to know you was I was teaching at Cape Fear Community College. Um, and I know you were up there in the uh, expo hall and we were sitting right behind you. And I actually had my mom with me that day. No, I don't keep my mom with me all the time, but she's <laughs> actually a nurse uh, for many years and has uh, a great deal of medical knowledge. And, you know, she's been very supportive and has taught me a lot as we go along, you know, even outside of what we know as EMTs and things like that. And I remember talking to you and Deb, your wife, a little bit, you know, there that day. And you kind of struck me as different because you guys knew what you were doing. You you had a plan. You had resources that you were able to talk about. And, uh, you know, peer support is one of those things. That it's kind of become a buzzword in probably the last 10 years, maybe even less in the fire service. It's like cancer. You know, you hear about it. Oh, man, this helps prevent cancer. Or, hey, this is good for your mental wellness. You You hear these things and you know, you don't know what's snake oil and you don't know what's real, but sometimes when you talk to people, you can see that their heart's genu- genuinely in the right place. And uh, like I said, I we got a good feeling when we were talking to you. And like I said, I've seen the impacts of what you've done with other people. And I know you've worked with the department that I work with professionally, and you've kind of helped us work with our uh, mental health and wellness program. And, you know, I, I'm very happy to see that happening. But uh, so with the First Responder Peer Support Network, um, how have you guys been received? Because I know that's something there are multiple teams around the state, around the country, and different things like that. How have you guys been received, I guess, in the last couple of years? Slow at first. Very slow at first. Um, It was a lot of grinding, you know, just getting out there as much as we could, promoting what we were doing, uh, advocating for first responder mental health. Um, And here recently over the last year, things started to open up for us. We were a lot more, we were receptive a lot more uh, by the community, not just here locally, but across the state, um, which was big. And then here recently over the last few months, especially, being able to have the opportunities that we have as an organization to build partnerships and relationships with organizations like the Cancer Alliance. Um, this project that we're currently working on with you has just opened the floodgates to us. Uh, and we can't thank you enough for that opportunity. And it it feels like a a huge relief 
that yes, here we are. We are being recognized for the the work and the efforts that we've been putting in to get to this point. And then it's also like Pandora's box. You know, we've opened this thing, and we thought we were we had a lot of work to get to this point. And it's okay now. It's time to really buckle down because the the work has just really begun now, uh, and we need to carry that momentum and we need to keep going. Yeah, I know I was sitting uh, at the Midwinter Chiefs Conference here in Concord. Um, I was sitting in a uh, session uh, for one of our insurance companies here locally. I I guess we'll mention their name at some point. But, you know, it was just kind of interesting sitting there and, um, you know, they're going through the slides and they're talking. And it was for the cancer policy and cancer program that was adopted last year. And uh, they, they were talking about, you know, us as the Cancer Alliance, hey, you know, good resource for peer support. And then, boom, next slide, it was talking about, you know, uh, mental health and wellness. And, and there was uh, there was you guys listed. And I was like, all right, they, they, they got recognized. So, you know, it's just one of those things, if you do the right thing, you will eventually be recognized. And like I said, you guys, uh, you guys are bringing uh, your A game on this one. And I'm very glad to see that you guys are prospering and moving forward. But with that being said, how many of you guys are there? I know it's not just Eric doing everything. I'm sure there's some people hidden around and eyes are wheeze and things like that. So sometimes I know like when I say I, I really mean everybody that works with us at the Cancer Alliance. So I'm sure it's real similar for you guys. Yeah. Um, here locally uh, in Carter County, um, I have approximately 12 team members uh, here in Carter County. Um, and then we branch out down towards the Wilmington area. Uh, looking at the roster the other night, I have 28 names on my roster. Um, and that, that includes my board of directors. Um, and just like any other organization, I don't care whether it is a volunteer fire department, whether it is a nonprofit organization, whether it's a baseball you know, team, whatever else, it, getting the really, really active people um, is sometimes difficult to do. Um, I do have people that are extremely passionate about what we do. They want to continue to serve with us. Um, but we're always looking to, to expand, uh, share the load, and it, it makes the journey a little bit easier for everybody. Uh, and there are days where I, I feel like I'm drowning myself with it but uh at the end of the day it's worth it whether i have you know 50 people on my team or i have five people on my team we're still going to give it the same amount of effort and we are going to continue to do what we do because the end user is why we're here um and so we keep pushing excellent so i i, I know i've talked with you about some of not personal information about the cases, but you've given me some experiences of how you feel um, relieved, you feel happy, you feel satisfied or fulfilled, I guess would be a better word, um, when you see your efforts paying off. Maybe someone is doing better, you know, with their mental health. Maybe they're doing better, you know, with the relationships they have. Um, maybe somebody in the department uh, needed uh you know, help to get the department to kind of maybe move through some complicated stuff. Um, how, how do you feel when you see people responding to the efforts that, that y'all put forward? It's very humbling. It's very rewarding, especially when 
people come back, um, most most of the people that we have contact with, I've never met before. Uh, some of them I, I might be might know them through association, might know a name, or I might see a, a face, but no actual real relationships with these individuals. Um, and to for them to pour their hearts out to us and allow us and trust us enough to be able to help guide them during their journey is absolutely amazing. And I just got a young lady back from a treatment center down in Florida that we utilize. Uh, had never met this lady before and she needed help. She wanted to go away somewhere. We facilitated that for her um, and stayed in contact with her while she was down there coming home um, prior to her her going down there, uh, just a little side note on this. Prior to her going down there, um, her dryer, her clothes dryer, wasn't working in her house. And she was very hesitant on going. She wanted to go, but she was scared to go to a treatment center. Um, we were able to get her down there. She spent 30 days down there. And in the meantime, we secured a brand new dryer for her. Um, and so when she comes home, she let me know she was home and first the the phone call of being able to talk to her knowing she was back home was absolutely terrific um we had our our little hellos and uh words exchanged between the two of us and it it's very rewarding when you have somebody that you have never actually met before credit you with saving their life you know being with them the entire time uh reassuring them that it it was okay. And to be credited with saving somebody's life was, it's huge. And then on top of it, you know, the cherry on top of the, the cake there, um, was being able to deliver the washer to her, uh, the dryer, I'm sorry, being able to deliver that dryer to her and, you know, a complete stranger. And why do we do it? It's because we care. And we want to see people be successful. We want to see people be happy. Um, and in turn, we get a huge, we get a huge reward out of that ourselves. Um, and so it's very rewarding, very humbling, and it's it's gratifying for us. Well, that's good. It, it's really good to see that that you have personal fulfillment through the efforts that you put into this. Because I know. You sink a lot of time, effort, resources, both personal and, I guess, you know, otherwise to make it happen. So, <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, Deb's spectacular, too. And, and like I said, you guys really are putting your heart into your work. And, uh, you know, and, and I'll speak from my, from my perspective. I didn't put a whole lot of thought into the value of mental health you know, in the fire service, honestly, because, you know, okay, there's going to be a, you know, a debriefing. We're going to talk about, you know, what happened, critical stress management. But in the last couple of years, I've seen it kind of inching up the importance of it. And now that I've been able to, you know, get to know you and, and you've explained a lot more to me than I could even begin to understand and it really helps me see the value in this. And I know that uh, in Concord, where I work professionally, um, we have a chaplain, Brad Hunt, a uh, spectacular guy. If he hears this, I will deny that I said that. But um, he is super awesome. And, you know, there's been sometimes 
that I've talked to him about things that were on my mind, you know, with my parents' health and things like that, um, when I was just really stressed out. And I know that when COVID came through, that had a pretty heavy impact on me, not that I was scared of it or anything like that, but, you know, when when you're being told, well, we've never dealt with anything like this before. Um, we don't know what you're going to be doing. We don't know how you're going to be doing it or where you'll be doing it from. You know, that kind of opens your eyes and it kind of stresses you a little bit. And, uh, you know, that's when I started paying more attention to what's going on with that. And, you know, there is a lot of uh, a lot to be said for mental health. And I think that's something that we will see more and more of. And like I said, that's definitely a big part of what our podcast is about, is talking about those things. And, you know, I'm sure I will be psychoanalyzed at some point in our conversations and it might <laughs> scare you. Um, but, you know, um, like I said, I, I'm very um, pleased to be able to get to know you and see what you're doing. But now, in addition to that, you know, we, we talk about everything you do with mental health and all that. What does Eric, where did Eric come from and what does Eric do other than talk to people about mental health? I'm sure there's other stuff you do. Do you have an idea that you can't quite get out of your head and onto paper? Does your department need updated shirts? If so, you need to talk to the guys over at Studio Print Shop. We've been working with the guys at Studio on making some of our ideas become reality. Whether you need screen printing, embroidery, or graphic design, they have you covered. They're even working with the latest direct-to-garment printing technology to make your ideas come true. Check out their link on our website or go to studioprintshop.com and get 10% off your first order when you use the discount code ALLCLEAR. Studio Print Shop, creativity fueled by passion and vision. Wow. Um, where did I come from? Like, originally, I'm one of those people that they call a, a darn Yankee with a, another word there. Um, <laughs> I'm originally from Bergen County, New Jersey. Uh, and I moved down to North Carolina in, in the early 90s. I uh, got my start in the fire department up in New Jersey. Um, I've done a total of 30 years in the fire department uh, and had to end my career not the way that I wanted to. Uh, went out on a medical disability retirement due to, due to job-related issues, PTSD, anxiety, depression issues, um, suicidal ideations, incorporated into that as well. Um, and so I made a very difficult decision after going away to uh, a treatment facility um, that I could not heal properly from my past traumas while I was still continuing to expose myself to the same traumas. Um, so I did medically retire out of the fire department, um, which was not an easy journey in itself. Um, but Outside of what I do with the peer support organization, uh, I am married, happily married, I can say. Um, it'll be 18 years this May that Deb and I have, have been married. We've been together longer than that, but yeah, we'll be married 18 years this May. Um, and when I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off uh, doing other things, uh, Deb and I like to spend a lot of time together out outside as much as possible. Uh, we used to be really avid motorcycle riders together, uh, but due to my recovery journey, 
I realized that that was not the thing for me to be doing. Uh, but we do love the outdoors. We love to hunt. Deb is a absolute freak when it comes to, to deer and turkey hunting. So when those seasons roll around, we try to do that as much as possible. Uh, and I also have another side adventure that I'm uh, hopefully going to have launched here within the next few weeks. Uh, we've run into some issues with the local health department on it. But we're starting a food trailer. Uh, we're going to be serving classic Americana-style comfort food, something I've wanted to do for a long time. And we finally pulled the trigger on it, and hopefully we'll have that up and running here pretty soon. Cool. Sounds awesome. So there's two things that I did not know about you. I did not know you were from New Jersey, and I did not know that you were into cooking. Two things I did not know about you. So I'm sure we'll learn stuff as we there go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, yeah. that's very awesome. That's very awesome. And, you know, like I said, we all have to have things outside of, uh, outside of work. And, you know, I think, uh, I think, uh, you're leading that balanced life and thank you for sharing your own personal, um, I guess, journey with this. And one of the things that, you know, I've learned from the folks that I see through our peer support program, and we can talk about that on another show. But, um, one of the things I've learned is, is that, a lot of what we do are journeys and uh, sometimes we aren't to the end of some of them. Some of them we've ended. Sometimes we're just starting a new one. And uh, you know, like, like I always say about cancer, you know, when we talk to someone who's had a positive diagnosis, you know, they're affected and it's not just them, but it's their families, it's their department, it's their community. And when we see that happen, um, everybody starts a journey at that point. And sometimes uh, it takes a while to work through it. And, you know, that's the whole purpose of the podcast is talk about the journeys that we get on and it can be funny. It can be sad. It can be depressing. It can be positive there. So there'll be a lot of things that we'll be looking at, but, uh, yeah. Um, thank you for taking time to talk to us, Eric, uh, about what's going on with you. And like I said, maybe next time we'll, we'll tell a little bit of my story and, you know, kind of where the cancer Alliance came from and where we're headed. And, you know, sure. same thing. It's a lot of exciting stuff happening, but, uh, you know, uh, you being the, uh, let's see, I can't call you the mental health expert, the, uh, the maestro of mental health. Can I try an exercise on you before we leave today, before we pack it in? Sure. All right. Um, one of the things I used to work with a, uh, with a guy, we called him bones. I'm sure he'll be listening to this at some point, but Mike was, uh, he was very much into mindfulness, being aware of the moment, being aware of, you know, what's going on, be grateful for what you have and what you've received. And uh, he was telling me a story about how when he would wash dishes at the station, that was when he would have his mindfulness about each movement, each thing he does. So I got to kind of thinking about that. And, you know, I think it would be good for everybody. I'll, I guess one of our listeners, well, your wife will be listening. My wife will be listening. So we'll have two listeners at least to start with. And, uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, with that being said, maybe as an exercise that we can try to do as we go through our episodes, what is one thing that you are thankful for that you have received through the fire service, through your being involved in, you know, the brotherhood and the, in the industry that we are, what is one maybe small thing that you, that you've gained from the fire service? If you want me to, I can go first, and that way, that'll give you a minute to think. Didn't mean to blindside you with that one. Yeah, that that was a 
that was a truck hitting me right there. Um, <laughs> you you throw something out there, and I'll I'll feed off of that one. I'll tell you the one thing that um, the fire service has given me as a starting point to to appreciate is the um, camaraderie, brotherhood, the fact that you know I've had many jobs in my life, but. This is not a job. This is a lifestyle where I know there's people that support me. I might not get along with them all the time, but ultimately I know everybody is there to back me up, and I've seen them do it. And just that camaraderie that does not exist in other industries, um, you know, that that's one of the things that I have a lot of appreciation for. And I'm trying to think ahead you know, what are other small things that, that may seem huge to some people, but to some people it's like, Oh yeah, I always eat with those guys. I always hang out with them. I live with them 24 hours, but that's one of the things that I would not have if it weren't for the fire service. Well, and I, I can feed right off of that because you, you kind of gave me a perfect segue of not taking anything for granted. You know, we never know when we're on the job, when that alarm goes off, you know, we all know that we're rolling the dice. That could be the last time, you know, that we ever hear an alarm, that we ever respond to an incident. Uh, the last time that we ever sit down and eat a meal with that crowd. Um, and we do seem to take a lot of things for granted, not just on the job, but in our own personal life. Um, and I've almost been killed on the job at incidents. And due to job-related stressors, I've also almost lost my life before. Uh, so I don't take anything for granted. Uh, every single day is a blessing to be here. I'm thankful for being here. Uh, and I make sure that I, I try to practice gratitude in my life every single day because of that. Absolutely. So maybe as we do our, our episodes, maybe we can kind of wrap up with, you know, things that make us, uh, grateful thing, things that we're mindful of that the fire service brought us that we wouldn't have otherwise, because that is a, that is a bond that is very deep. Um, you know, one of my former chiefs used to say it was faith, family, fire department. Those are the three, the three big things in life. And, uh, you know, I think that is the case, but, uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what we're hoping to do with the podcast, uh, we're going to try to keep it to about a half hour. You know, we're looking at, uh, to start off about every other week. Um, we hope people will listen. Um, I'm going to throw out my email address, and I think Eric will probably throw his out too. If you want to reach out to us, you know, you can email either one of us, and we'll be happy to look at it. But we're looking for questions, stories. We're looking for um, topics to talk about. Um, if you are a, a specialist in your area, whether it be fitness, nutrition, mental health, hey, we'll talk to anybody um, because I know you'll be tired of talking to us. <laughs> listening to us before too long so uh anyway and we're trying to keep it light but uh, my my name is travis mcgaha and i'm with the north carolina firefighter cancer alliance you can reach me at t dot mcgaha at nc firefighter cancer dot org and eric where can they get a hold of you at uh, I am Eric Stevenson. I'm the executive director of the First Responders Peer Support Network. And the easiest way to get in touch with me is through my email at info at frpsn.org. All right. Well, very good. Well, Eric, thanks for taking time for us to experiment through this first one. I'm sure we'll have another one. We'll have it yes, before long. And uh, 
you know, uh, like my dad always said, just make sure you're never the smartest man in the room. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, talk to you all uh, before too long. All right. All right. Thanks, Travis. Have a good one.